0: And start your engines. Here's uh, what we've about. Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. I'm not a crook. If you like your health care plan, you'll be able to keep your health care plan. Listening to Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now your host, the editor-in-chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody, and welcome to the live broadcast. Good to be back with you. Uh, I Uh I hated missing last week, but, you know, it's one of those things where you have to take time off every now and again. And I try to do the show where... Um, I never miss and, and I, I, I don't miss often. And so how I've been able to do that is by kind of scheduling my trip so that I'll leave on a Monday morning and I'll be back on a Sunday so that I can uh, not miss a show. That didn't work out this time, but I had a great trip up to New Hampshire uh, to spend some time with my daughter who lives there. And I'm going to tell you some interesting things about that trip here in just a minute. Uh, I got a lot to get into before that, though, but it's going to be a packed news segment. And coming up at 9.30 p.m., I'm really excited about this interview. Joining us at 9.30 p.m. is Erin Marie Olszewski. And uh, the book is called Undercover Epicenter Nurse. And this is incredible what is in this book. And this lady just blows the lid off the the COVID nineteen pandemic stuff that uh, may get this video banned. I'm not kidding you. I I would not su- be surprised if this the replay of this disappears because the stuff you're going to hear tonight is completely off the off the charts. I mean it's it's just unbelievable, all backed up but yet unbelievable. So uh, that's at nine thirty. Don't miss it. And next week we've got with us a very interesting young man. His name is Josh Law Johnny. And uh, he's from the new Orleans area. You may recognize the name because he was on the cover of running world magazine. The guy lost over 200 pounds and became an ultra marathon runner. This is people running 50 to hundred mile races. So he goes from over 400 pounds Loses 200 pounds, ends up as an ultra marathon runner. His book is incredible, and he's agreed to be with us next week in our guest segment. So for all of us that want to lose weight, get in better shape, uh, that's going to be a great one. Don't miss it next week. Now I have to start with this story because before I even get into my trip, because this it, it really. It's got a lot of people rattled and on both sides of the aisle, uh, people are wondering what exactly Trump meant when he said this. uh, He released a video saying that the GOP will, quote, take back the White House and sooner than you think. Let me say that again. Trump released a video a couple of days ago saying that the GOP will take back the White House and sooner than you think. Now, this has got a lot of buzz going on on both sides, Democrats, Republicans. Everybody's talking about this. And there you know, people on my Facebook are posting things that honestly, I don't understand. I, I think this might be QAnon type stuff, which I don't follow QAnon. Uh, But people are posting all this stuff on my Facebook page about something that's supposed to happen in August. Of course, there was something else that was supposed to happen in March uh, and that didn't happen. And I don't know. I I just find this very interesting that Trump would come out and say this. And then there was sort of another story uh, claiming that Trump is uh, under the belief that he's going to be reinstalled as president in August. A number of Media outlets reported that this week that Trump supposedly believes that. But then we've got this quote that the GOP will take back the White House and sooner that than you think and sooner than you think. Wow. <laughs> leave it up to Trump, though, to like just float something out there like that and then just leave it hanging. OK, so my trip to mass my trip was to New Hampshire by way of. Boston, Massachusetts. So, how this works is my daughter lives in New Hampshire and she lives really remotely. It's almost to Canada. So, how I get there is I fly into Boston and then I take a coach bus for about four and a half hours to get to her small town where she lives. Anyway, uh, you know, here I'm coming from Florida. Nobody here is wearing masks. I was even at Starbucks yesterday and I sat down at a table and drank a cup of coffee with no mask. Now, you know it's over when woke Starbucks says, come on in, sit down, and have a cup of coffee with no mask. So that's Starbucks. But we still have, um, I think it's 15 or 16 states, including Washington, D.C., that are still doing this lockdown deal. So I was I fly into Boston, of course, on the plane the whole way. You must wear the mask. You must wear the mask in the Orlando airport, even though Florida is not doing the mask thing. The airports are under federal rules. So you've got to wear that mask in the airport. You got to wear it on the plane. The little trick is, though, once they start serving the drinks, I, you kind of drink a cup of coffee like really slowly. And then when it's empty, you fake like you're still drinking it. So you can keep the mask down. And, and what you want to do is to keep them from bothering you. You hang the mask on one ear. Now this, this is, it takes a little bit of practice because you've got to get the balance just right. Cause you don't want that mask to fall off your ear and to fall onto the dirty floor. So what you do is you take the mask, you remove it from one ear and then you just hang it on the one ear while you're drinking your coffee. That's the signal that says, Hey, I've got my mask off, but you see it's still hanging from my one ear. So my plan is to put it right back on. And you kind of have that look about you like, you know, you've got the mask there. You, at any second, you could pop the other ear uh, clip back on and the mask is back on. So that's the trick. you got to get the cup of coffee and just delay it throughout the whole flight. So that, that's what I did. So I get to Boston and i um get my luggage and i go through security now on the other side of security is where my bus was going to pick me up but i had like a time gap but you know how it is when you're traveling you always want to get early to where you are so that you can you know make sure you find the right you know place to stand and and you're not late and all of that so i'm i'm that early guy i'm always early so i get through security and i'm on the other side of security and I'm assuming that I could get something to eat over there because, uh, you know, it's an airport. I mean, this is Boston, uh, Boston, Logan Airport. So I'm going to be, you know, going through, you know, this giant airport. So I get to the uh, other side where my my bag is. Of course, I want to get over there right away to get my luggage so nobody takes my bag. So I get my luggage and I've got time before my bus. So I think, no worries, I'm going to be able to get a meal. And I walk up and down the concourse. I mean, every terminal there's nothing open i mean nothing is open nothing now on the other side of security there were a few things open but on my side the you know after you've gotten your bag and all that nothing was open so i thought well maybe i'm just not aware of the right section of the airport where maybe there could be something open so i wander into the delta baggage claim office and i said to the lady i said hey um I need to eat. I'm kind of feeling shaky. I haven't eaten in a few hours. And I've walked up and down this concourse. I can't find a restaurant open. And she looks at me and just matter of factly, she says, nothing's open. I said, you mean in this entire airport on this side of security, all of these places are closed? She said, yep. And I looked at her and I asked, uh, I guess, what was considered to be a dumb question. I said, why? Why? And she looked at me with the most disgusted condescending look on her face. And she said, huh? Uh, the pandemic, there's a pandemic. She says to me, and you know, I, I said, okay, thank you very much. You know, I, I mean, oh, <laughs> all right. If you want to be a, uh, a, a smart Alec about it. Great. Um, I guess I shouldn't say the other a word <laughs> on my Christian radio show. Uh, But I I don't I don't get these people. So I started, uh, you know, just looking around, even you get out. So I'm like, okay, I can't get anything to eat. So I'll go outside at least where I could take my mask off, where I just get outside the airport and take my mask off. So I get outside and there are flashing signs that you must keep your mask on even outside. And this just blew my mind. I was like, this is nuts So I was telling everybody I was in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, Uh, and it's just funny. It's and you wonder, okay, what are they waiting for? I mean, all the numbers are down. The CDC says you don't have to have the mask. I mean, everybody else, including CDC. I mean, what what are they waiting for to? resume things and this is so arbitrary right so we can all be put on planes we're sitting elbow to elbow but when you get off the plane you can't get a sandwich to eat you can't get a cup of coffee you can't get anything because it's a pa- it's a pandemic but we'll put you on the plane And then if you're on the other side of security uh where the flights you know where you got where you board your flight all of those restaurants are open for the most part but on the Side where the baggage is, those restaurants are all closed because there's a pandemic, but we're still flying the planes we're still opening the restaurants that are literally i mean twenty steps away from the, all the restaurants that are closed, but you can't get over there because you have to have a a, a flight you're boarding to get on the side where the food is i mean it, it's it's crazy it's absolute insanity. Then I saw this post from Megan Kelly, former Fox. News anchor, former NBC morning host. uh, Megan Kelly posts this on Twitter that her 10-year-old daughter is being required to wear a mask at an outdoor soccer match in Westchester, New York. And uh, I guess this is like a big game for their team, last game of the season and all this. But she says that the host school is requiring these kids in 90-plus degree weather in Westchester, New York, to wear masks while they're outside playing a soccer game. And I have to tell you this, and I know this is going to sound over the top, like I'm doing this just for radio. No, I'm not. I I have this weird feeling, this weird belief that these mask people, that they love this. They love the masks. It will be the worst day of their lives when the masks go away. Uh, I, I, I just get this feeling. Um, It's a power trip. It's a control that they want to have over us. And I think some of these people, they just love. They love having the masks on. And you see them in their car by themselves with the masks. Uh, Not too long ago, two, three months ago here in Florida, I was over swimming laps at the uh, health club. Someone was in the swimming pool with a mask on. Now, I've seen that meme online, but I actually saw that in person. And uh, this statistic might explain it. Um, uh, It says here 71% this is according to a recent survey 71% of Democrats say people should still stay home as much as possible because of covid 71% now I'm still confused why this runs across party lines. I don't understand why this is. Why is it that it's all blue states that are shut down? Why is it all of your Democrat and liberal friends that can't give up the masks? I I don't understand the attachment to these masks, which never made sense from the beginning. It never made sense from the beginning. I mean, unless you have a medical grade mask that you're replacing with a fresh mask every eight hours. All the science says these masks are close to worthless. And in fact, they're now starting to find out that people wearing these masks are having health problems from the masks themselves. And I can tell you, I'm one of them. Um, you know, I was extremely dehydrated uh, after having to wear that mask all day uh, on between the flight and the bus ride, and waiting in the airports and all that. I was extremely dehydrated I felt short of breath. I felt, um, you know, dizzy at at times. Uh, It just can't be good for you. Uh, Young kids are having allergies who have never had allergies before, breaking out with acne, all kinds of problems from the masks. Not to mention that they just smell horrible after you're wearing a mask all day. (laughs) And I don't know if it's just like my first opportunity to smell my own breath and my breath is that bad, you know, behind the mask. But uh, I'm telling you, uh, some of these people do not want to give up these masks. Okay, in just a minute, I'm going to get into Obama and UFOs and something completely bizarre that he had to say, but goes right along with something our friend L.A. Marzulli has warned us about. Before we get into that, though, tonight's sponsor keeping us commercial free. This is what pays the bills, but this is a win-win. It really is because uh, our sponsor is internetpaycheckforlife.com. This is where you can learn how to create an internet income, an internet paycheck for life, internetpaycheckforlife.com. And uh, you can learn all about my program, which is called VARS. Uh, the virtual asset retirement system. And I want to tell you something special. I just did Friday and people are loving this. I did a special workshop. There's about 50 workshops in there now. They're all on video. They're all available on demand. The workshop I posted on Friday is all about how to create a discipline of writing every single day. If you want to write an ebook or a regular, you know, fully published book. I teach you how to do all that in the course. But in particular on Friday, I I created this special workshop teaching people how professional writers crank out one or two books every year. In some cases, they crank out smaller books every month or two. How they do that is by writing every single day. Not a lot, but they write for a small period of time every single day. And I share with you some strategies and methods on how to do that. That's in my latest workshop. Check it out. There's some free information there for you. Three free videos for you to watch. And there's even a trial that you can uh, kick the tires with for just 17 bucks. You can try out a little portion of the class. Check it out. It's internetpaycheckforlife.com. Tonight's sponsor, internetpaycheckforlife.com. Dot com. Okay, so you might be aware of this whole disclosure thing. We talked about it two weeks ago when I was live last time. And uh, the idea is is that the government is going to release this report. They've said they're going to do it sometime in June. We're in June so it could happen anytime. It could happen tomorrow. Uh, talking about all these unexplained aerial phenomena or what we call on this show UFOs. So Obama came out and weighed in on this and said something very chilling. Obama says that if in fact it turns out that there are aliens, that there are people from other planets, he says that new religions will be formed based on that. And wow, doesn't that line up exactly with what our friend L.A. Marzulli has been saying for years that uh, this whole disclosure event could very well be the great deception that allows for many, many, many Christians around the world to to you know leave their faith in Christ and fall for this false lie uh, that these uh, UFO uh, you know these UFOs are going to bring with them, which is that maybe they're going to say that they created us. There really is no God or have some other false religion uh, who knows what they're up to. But, uh, Ellie Marzulli has covered this many times on the show and I think he's right on. I think this absolutely vindicates him. And, uh, this just was chilling to hear, uh, Obama saying that, uh, if in fact there are aliens, uh, you know, as a result of this report, there's some belief that, uh, there's something out there and that this will cause new religions to be formed once disclosure happens. Wow. And then Jerry Falwell Jr., so you remember he was run out of town. Uh he was fired from his job as president of Liberty University after allegations that he and his wife uh were involved uh in sexual escapades with a pool boy in Miami. Uh, those are all allegations. We have no way of verifying that. It's being widely reported. And now uh, Falwell is fired, and uh he's suing and the the uh, university suing him and it's going to court and so what he filed in his documents in court was this he said quote I had no responsibility to tell Liberty University about my personal life now what's so ridiculous and remarkable about that comment is students at Liberty University live by the most strict standards Uh, things like they're not allowed to drink any alcohol If there was student there and there are many other, you know, uh, standards about their, um, you know, sexual behavior and, and, and all kinds of moral standards that they must live by. And yet you're the president of the university and you're allegedly involved in this type of a situation. And your response in the court filing is I had no responsibility to tell, you know, Liberty University about my personal life. Um, You know, I I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. You know, I I was telling my wife, I have become so disappointed and so disillusioned with all of the Christian leaders that I've seen in my lifetime that have have fallen from grace. And, you know, it's one thing we're, we're all human. We all make mistakes, including me. But the attitude that you see here is not an attitude I believe that is an attitude that's saying I I made a mistake. I did something that's wrong. I apologize. I'm repenting. I'm going to rebuild. Uh, You know, I may not ever come back as the in leadership at Liberty University, but I I know I made a wrong decision here. We've done, we've made some mistakes uh, and I'm going to rebuild my life. This, this just doesn't seem to happen anymore uh, we have, you know, leaders that are caught in scandals, uh, will lie about it until they can't lie anymore. And then they start, you know, filing court documents and hiring lawyers. And it's just so discouraging. It really is. And and really where, what this does is when a leader like this comes, falls down, what does it do? It gives fodder to the unbelievers to just, again, say, hypocrite, Christians are hypocrites and, you know, we could certainly respond to that and say Christians are not perfect. Uh, look at, you know, uh, biblical figures like King David and others that that blew it. Um, but yet it's still, you know, your testimony as a leader to much who is given, much is required. But uh, this is the latest on Jerry Falwell. And then this story concerned me because I'm thinking to myself and a lot of people on my Facebook page are saying, here we go again. I mean, does this not sound like, the beginnings of COVID uh, this story uh, reported over the weekend. A Chinese man uh, is the first reported case of this H 10 N three bird flu coming out of China. It's a bird flu that has now jumped from species from birds to humans uh, again coming out of China. And we have the first person with a confirmed case. Now what makes it even more scary is that the Chinese are saying don't worry. Uh this is not a big deal. Uh this type of uh flu can't really uh transmit easily and and don't worry. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, where have we heard this before? Uh so I mean I guess maybe this is the new normal. Uh I mean we we're, we're going to all have to start getting vaccinated multiple times a year because of uh, whatever's going on over there. Uh, Dr. Zhivago, on, uh, the mad scientists, whatever they're doing over there. I mean, something's got to be done about this. Trump is calling for reparations in the amount of like $13 trillion uh, from China for all this. And then here we go again. Uh, so so remember this, H10N3. Uh, I sure hope we f- this just fades away. And doesn't become something, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think now. This story also, um, I don't know. It's like George Orwell, 1984. Could he be any more right? Could this guy have nailed it any more? Um, the FBI filed legal documents demanding information on readers of a USA Today story about the two FBI agents that were killed in that raid near Miami on a home of someone that was involved with uh, distributing child porn. Now, let me clarify this story for you. Um, Obviously, if true, what that guy was involved in was, was terrible, and he should have been taken down, and it's terrible that two FBI agents were killed, all of that being the case. But understand what's happening here. The FBI wants the IP addresses of every person that read the article in USA today about this uh, this shootout. So this has nothing to do with the crime itself. has nothing to do with the guy that was was killed and, and he shot the FBI agents. nothing to do with the porn investigation. Not, none of that. Just that if you happen to go on your computer, The next day and read that story, the FBI wants USA Today to give your name to them. For what reason, we don't know, which raises a concern. Why does the FBI want uh, a list of everyone? And this made me think to myself, wow, does that actually happen? Like, could somebody someday come knocking at my door because of of a story I read online Like, if I went online and read a certain story in a newspaper like USA Today, could I be, like, drawn into some kind of criminal charges for reading a story? Now, you might be laughing and think, conspiracy theory. Uh, This is actually happening. Google it. uh, Look in the news. Why would they want the names of people who read the story? They want the IP addresses of everybody that read that news story. Again, nothing to do with the whole porn thing or the shootout and all of that was tragic and and everything. But but the the idea that if you picked up uh, if you picked up your you know, your your uh, Kindle device or your tablet or went on your desktop or your laptop and you read that news story like, wow, two FBI agents were killed and you read that story. The FBI wants your name from USA Today. They want your IP address. And this concerns me because what we're seeing now in this January 6th investigation, which God only knows how much money that's costing, they're literally using cell phone records and they're knocking on the door of everyone that was within like a certain radius of uh, the Capitol on January 6th. I mean, it was just people that were in the video that they had. Okay, that's one thing. Um, And of course, we've said on the show many times, the people that went in there and 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 were violent and destroyed property, all of that was wrong and they should be prosecuted, uh, of course. Uh, But this idea that now, like if I were at the rally. That just because I was at the rally and I had my phone, that they would come knocking at my door because my phone showed that I was there in the, the proximity. I mean, this is getting very very close to China I mean it really is when you start seeing these kinds of tactics all right two other quick stories here for you before we get to our guest Uh, Scott Peterson Scott Peterson who I think has got to be one of the greatest scumbags in the history of the world I mean this guy is beyond belief having an affair on his eight or nine month pregnant wife and then it turns out that he's convicted of murdering her and the unborn child uh, lies about the affair with Amber Fry. We all saw this story. This guy was no doubt the world's biggest scumbag. Well, now what's happening is it's it looks like he's on the verge of getting a new trial and that he might be released from prison in the meantime uh, while well, he's getting a new trial. You know, He tried to flee the country. Uh, he had his brother's passport. You remember the whole thing. This guy is, I mean, beyond a sociopath, uh, Scott Peterson. And uh, here we go again. Uh, You know, some lawyer, some clever lawyer has figured out a way uh, to get this guy uh, potentially a new trial. And then we'll close it out with this. Um, Very interesting. El Salvador will become the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. Wow. That is very interesting. Uh, Because, of course, Bitcoin is always viewed as an alternative currency. Um, But to actually see a country say, no, this is legal tender in our country, which what that means is that everyone would have to accept it if it's legal tender. That's what legal tender is. Uh, You can't turn away legal tender. uh, And that's why it's called legal tender. So this would, again, be the first move towards Bitcoin uh, having an even bigger role uh... you know in in uh... you know world uh, economies a lot of people don't know this when i was in ecuador a couple of years ago i found it interesting that the official currency the legal tender of ecuador is the u.s dollar yes the u.s dollar is the legal tender of ecuador they don't have their own currency They use our currency, which I think it's interesting. And there's some actually some very good reasons why they did that because of their currency losing value and hyperinflation and uh, Weimar Republic kind of stuff and all that. Uh, But, uh, you know, this is an interesting move to make Bitcoin uh, your legal tender or at least one uh, of your your currencies in your country. So that is happening in El Salvador. All right. We will take a one minute break and refire the open. I am really excited about this guest Coming up is Erin Marie Olszewski, Undercover Epicenter Nurse, How Fraud, Negligence, and Greed Led to to Unnecessary Deaths at Elmhurst Hospital in New York. Stand by. We'll be back in one minute.